I have totally adopted and stolen this quote from Tim Pretty, so I'll always give him credit for it. But it is not how high we go. It's how long we stay in the air. Yeah. And I love that quote because mm-hmm. for me personally, this journey is about the next eight to 10 years and having this strong, sustainable company that, you know, people like you and I get to pass to the next generation. Welcome to SSR On Air. I'm Mike Rogers, your host for this monthly podcast brought to you by Smith Seckman Reed. Tune in as I interview leaders, colleagues, and clients about what is going on internally at SSR and in the larger engineering community. Today we got Susan Osterberg here with us, and uh, we're going to talk about all things uh, SSR and kind of where we're going. And I thought it's been a little while. You were on the podcast once before. It's been a little while. So maybe do a quick recap of who is Susan and sure. where did she come from, and then we'll get into... Uh, you taken over the role of, uh, of uh, CEO last September officially, right? Yep, September 1. And where it went from there. So uh, why don't you kick it off with a little, little background? Sure. Uh, so I landed here. I, it's easy for me to remember my anniversary because I started on February 1. Um, so I just celebrated 13 years with the company, which yeah. seems like a blank, honestly. Yeah. Um, but this is only the second company I've worked for. So previously I was with a... A very large, grew into a very large hospitality firm um, and started with them when they were only about 25 units. So I saw a very small company grow into a very large company. We took the company public. Um, so I had an incredible opportunity to do probably a dozen different jobs in that organization. And that's my background, uh, mm-hmm. you know, educated in business and communications. And so I come to uh, SSR as a non-technical um, yep. individual. So it was a really different environment. And mm-hmm. uh, when I joined the company 13 years ago, um, I honestly didn't know what I was getting into. Um, sure. So anyway, but glad I landed here. But only two companies, um, yeah. two companies in my career. And this is definitely the best. Well, even as even as engineers, we don't know what we're getting into when we come here. So <laughs> it's, that's that's fair. Yeah, that's fair, yeah. and uh, that's good. It's good. Yeah. Well, and and so um, and I've been here the whole time you were here too. So it's been kind of fun to watch watch all that go on. So um, let's talk about first how you doing. I mean, it's it's been a few months. You're starting out a new year. Yeah. How you feeling in the new role and and uh, taking on the the helm? I have been asked the question. How are you doing? How does it feel? Mm-hmm. I can't even tell you how many times. Um, and it probably feels different from day to day and month to month. But I have to say I am extremely excited about what we're doing. And um, as you well know, Mike, the you know the position that we're in as an organization. So I guess I'll back up and say for me personally, um, I feel relatively calm mm-hmm. and uh feel like we have things in view and we know where we're going and uh it's not you know it's not a sorting things out and I right. think in the beginning you kind of feel like you're sorting things out um but I'm I'm doing good I'm doing good, good. I'm I'm uh, extraordinarily energized by what we have in front of us and yeah. what we've done that lays behind us so. yeah 
Yeah, good. Yeah. So that so that tees up the the I guess the first question of kind of as we wrap up the fiscal year, mm-hmm. we just just did a few days ago. Yeah. How how did we do? How do we feel like we did? And how are we looking forward to this year? Yeah. Yeah. So I'll 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 back up even a little beyond that, Mike, and say that you know this is a time where. SSR is in a position to do something very different than what we've done in the past. And, you know, many people internally in the company have heard me talk about this. um, And, you know, I really describe this as we have four eras in the company. Going back to the, you know, going back to the founding fathers, and I love that they started this company to provide broad ownership to people. And that really holds true today. But there was a, a piece of how we go forward in every single era of this company. And then, of course, we had the Barrick era, mm-hmm. which is really, really long, right? 30-some yep. years. And, you know, really at the end of Rob's tenure was, to me, where he made the biggest impact, which was taking this company to 100% ESOP and mm. the fact that we're all owners in this organization today. And then we had the Fast Lane, Steve Lane, who, again, mm-hmm. just retired in September, And really, Steve, as you know, you were a part of all this as we went through it as well, really brought us to a place of a strong foundation, Mm -hmm. stability that this company has never seen before. And there were, you know, of course, hundreds of people that played into bringing us to that point. But that was really under Steve's leadership. Um, And so here we sit on this great foundation. And so, you know, so the question, how do we end the year? Well, yeah. we ended the year very strong, and really, because we're on that foundation, and we have two years now of double-digit growth, double-digit organic growth, yeah. um, as well as some of the highest profitability we've ever seen in the organization, um, we are in a position now to not just keep doing the same thing, but we need to think, act, and invest differently. And we really started talking about that. Um, probably some time ago, but specifically with the leadership group in October as we got them together um, and really thinking about how do we invest differently? How do we take the company from just moving up this, you know, trajectory on the scale and how do we jump the curve? Mm-hmm. Um, so here we are, the beginning of the year, and we're getting ready to jump the curve. Yeah. So I'm really excited. Yeah. So maybe before we get into all that, I think that's that's good because there's going to be a, yeah. a a deep deep dive into what we're what we're yeah. planning on doing. I think, but when when you look out over the next few years, what what do you hope it looks like in three years? What do you hope we accomplish in the next three years? Just kind of broad. So broadly, I would say that we have some geographies that we've entered into that mm-hmm. we identified in our strategic plan. And I think we've, we've definitely made some great progress, but we haven't put the full force of investments and SSR behind those geographies. And so yeah. going into this year, I think over the next one, two, three years, you're going to see a lot of growth continued growth in Texas, specifically Central Texas. I mean, we have some incredible resources there, Um, you know, in addition to the urban Southeast, which is everywhere from Charlotte to Atlanta. Um, And then in addition, you know, making a play in a bigger investment in Florida. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So that that plays into 
the strategic investment that we're talking about, the fact that we're in a position now financially mm -hmm. and operationally where we've got our stuff together, for lack of a better term, we know what we're doing, we're doing well, and now we've got, we've got some, uh, some money that we can apply to things for growth potential. And so what, what does that look like, and what are, we, what are we thinking we're doing? So first and foremost, it's about getting more people on board. It's yeah. about getting the right people on board. Yeah. It's getting strategic hires a part of this company in those specific locations, whether it's to, you know, allow the Matt Shorts of the world to raise up even more than he has mm -hmm. um, and lead people in that area. Um, it's, it's about getting those strategic hires on board. Um, and just people that can continue to build our client base, serve our clients well, deliver to the clients, and and grow mm -hmm. those geographies as well as other service lines. Yeah, yeah, and that, that's yeah. probably the tallest order right now is getting getting the right people yeah. and, and hiring. I mean, um, I don't know what the numbers are for last year, but we probably hired I don't know eighty or a hundred people or something like that. I think like it that. was in the eighty something. Yeah. yeah, so it's I think people don't realize that when they think about it mm -hmm. that that just to kind of keep things moving forward and add a Add a few along the way. There's a there's a lot of energy behind that. So how how do we implement this? How do we how do we move forward? What's the what's the uh, what's the landscape look like? Yeah. So I think you know that this is one piece of the investment. Yeah. Um, it's going to take the effort of everybody in the organization, and specifically, there's going to be a group of people that have weekly update meetings and we're incorporating it into our broader SSR one monthly business meeting mm -hmm. and it's gonna it's just gonna take the focus and effort and I and I know that when we focus on something and we really dig in um, we can achieve it mm -hmm. um, but we're also gonna have to think differently um, you know we may have to attract people in a different way with different rewards um, we may need to reward people differently in the company for bringing individuals to the table. Um, you know, and we've been testing that out a little bit within the technology group and, and Jeffrey King's group and, you mm -hmm. know, throwing out a $10,000 referral bonus versus a two or $3,000 referral bonus. So we'll yeah. continue to test the waters and some of the investment that we're going to place will be in rewards, you know, such as that. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I think it's, Money well spent. I mean, obviously, I, I, you know, yeah. we, back to what you said about us all being owners and part of the company. I mean, we're looking mm -hmm. for people that are, that are like us. That's and right. and uh, so that's the key is finding those. Mm -hmm. So <clears throat> let me let me jump back for a minute. You you, yeah. talk, you talked about the different eras in the yeah. company. So it's not going to be the Susan era. For sure I've heard not. you say it many times. Yeah. It's the, the era of Anne. And so what, what does that what does that mean to you? Yeah, I, I think it's evolved, Mike. Um, I remember using that word when I first joined the company almost 13 years ago, and I would tell people or ask people, what do you think my favorite word is? And not that they were going to guess it then. Mm -hmm. I hope they can say it now because I have said it a lot over yeah. the last you know, 10, 11, 12 years. Um, but to me and when I first joined the company, I think we were a great people company. We really cared deeply about people, um, which is awesome. And still very foundational, and I think we continue to grow on that. But we didn't really have a performance record. Right. In fact, it was pretty low performance. Mm -hmm. And so to me, the era of AND is about high performance and being this people-centric, compassionate organization. And I think it's keeping people and, you know, keeping our owners understanding that 
we can't have one without the other. And we don't need to push for high performance just for the sake of high performance. We need to push for it so we can make these investments we're talking about. Um, so we have to remain in this high performing you know, landscape, but we don't need to go higher than what we've achieved, which sounds a little odd maybe coming from someone like myself. Um, I have totally adopted and stolen this quote from Tim Pretty, so I'll always give him credit for it, but it is not how high we go, it's how long we stay in the air. Yeah. And I love that quote because mm -hmm. for me personally, this journey is about the next eight to 10 years and having this strong, sustainable company that you know people like you and I get to pass to the next generation. Right. And that's what really is in the pit of my stomach. And it's in my heart. It's in my head. I just, I so badly want to carry on what Lester Smith and Tom Seckman and Andy and how they all started. But in addition, why Rob passed it on yeah. and how Steve got us to this strong place. And it's now our era, but it's the era of and. It's high performance and continuing to build on this people-centric passionate organization knowing our people being connected to them knowing what's important to them and you know realizing always that they're people before they're an employee of the company yeah yeah and i think that that does echo back all the way to the beginning and and i think people people feel that and it, it resonates with them so it's a good feeling it's a good Absolutely. feeling so um so what is what is the i guess when you when you look out to the future and you look out to those seven or eight ten years and yeah. and when, and what do you feel like you want to leave behind? What are we? Where are we heading with this? And and what does the company maybe look like? That's a long ways out. So maybe five years. That's a long way. Maybe out. five years. What does the That's company a long look ways like? Out. Yeah. Yeah, I think one of the things I think we'll continue to diversify the organization. Mm -hmm. You know, so you know, it's interesting when you travel and you talk with people inside the company and, and some individuals, and maybe they're newer with the organization. I think we're working hard to communicate, you know, what all we do at SSR. But, you know, the strength that we have is in the diversity of the different business units that we have, certainly yeah. in our people. Yeah. But it's the business units that they all, you know, uh, work in. And, so I think one of the things I think will continue to be a diverse company, we've got a lot of, I'll, I'll call it smaller business units that have so much opportunity to continue to grow, mm -hmm. um, whether that's in new geographies or even adding on to services within their business unit. Right. Uh, we're seeing that right now with transportation and, you know, adding the planning service. And mm -hmm. I mean, I think there are those opportunities within, but I think we'll go grow from a geography standpoint. We'll certainly grow in, you know, diversity of the business units that we have. Um, and then I think, you know, some of the other in investments that we're making are in innovation and technology. Mm -hmm. You know, the, you know, the promotion of Jeff Swayze into, you know, really focusing on, in certainly the, the, the uh, stability of having a great IT infrastructure. You know, we really put that in the hands of, of Daniel and, mm -hmm you know, with Jeff's oversight and, you know, Abe with the BIM group, but now Jeff's got time and, and really focusing on making sure that we're paying attention to innovation and technology. And I have no idea where that's going to go. Right. I mean, we could say AI and everybody might, you know, listen yeah. up. But, Buzzword. Yeah. <laughs> um, 
but it, I think we're going to evolve in a in a, a very big way in terms of not just what we do, but how we do it. And I think we have to to stay competitive. Mm-hmm. Um, I agree. There's there's a whole there's a whole podcast on that probably on on definitely. where the technology is going to lead yeah, us, and definitely. and there's a lot of discussion about yeah. it. And I think people hear AI and the buzzwords, and they think, what does that mean for us? Well, nobody really knows yet, yeah. but there there's going to be huge changes. And I think Jeff's the the right guy to yeah. I think I think the other change, Mike, that's exciting is, you know, I think some individuals get concerned about, you know, all the people that they see retiring or, you know, impending retirement. And, Mm -hmm. you know, to me, that's exciting because that just says we've got a lot of people behind these individuals that are, you know, getting ready to have more opportunity than they probably ever imagined. And. So I'm excited for people that there's going to be movement in the organization and we're not going to be static. And, you know, one of the other, you know, I kind of think there's four major investments that we're going to be making. And certainly the biggest in strategic hires and adding, um, you know, great hires into the company. Um, But leadership development is going to be another big investment for us and really preparing at a, in a different way than we ever have as a company for our next generation of leaders to be ready to take on those roles. So yeah. I think that's a really exciting opportunity. Yeah. yeah, we're definitely pouring a lot of time and energy into that and, and bringing people in. And um, and it's and it's interesting to look because there, there's there's certainly a, a gap in, in there and in, yeah. in, uh, a lot of the folks that are retiring. Like last week, the retirement, we had six people with 240 years of experience yeah. retire, mostly on the technical side, but that's a lot of knowledge uh, yeah. stepping out. Um, and thankfully, most of them shared a lot of that knowledge along the way and, and, and left some, some people to grow into it. But the opportunities for growth are, are there with, with uh, a lot of the retirements that are coming over the next five or 10 years. But then also the growth side of things, mm-hmm. you know, it's, it's new spirals that go out there. Yeah. And then you, you layer on top of that the emerging or evolving um, types of business that we're going to be involved in. And there's just, I mean, it, it almost becomes hard to, imagine how many different avenues there are to move in the company well and i think that's where it's been really important over the last two plus years we've really focused on those leaders Mm -hmm. leading the business units right and the growth that they've experienced in the ownership i've seen them take and you know continuing to work with john and Bo to push down and give more opportunities and ownership you know to those individuals and we've seen incredible growth in those in those individuals and as they are growing and scaling their individual business units, there's a lot of opportunities that are coming up behind them as well. Um, so it's not just one layer of opportunity. It's many layers that oh, this yeah. will affect over the next, you know, two, three, four, five years. Yeah, I can see it. I mean, I can't think of a, a person that's not affected in some way all the way to that's right. down and up the, the ranks. Right. So it's good. It's good. So, um, so what else would you offer out there? What else are you thinking about encouragement, yeah. things as we head into the year, just kind of thoughts about that? Well, certainly, um, you know, we're continuing to really try to, I don't say push because that sounds a little odd, but really trying to work hard to help people understand what it means to be an owner here. And, yeah. you know, we are, what we do, what we achieve, we're doing it for each other. You know, I think that's the thing I love about being 100% ESOP and 
the fact that, you know, we're not lining the pockets of two, three, four, five owners like some other companies where right. you yep. know, all the benefit is going to a handful of, of owners and we're all owners. And so I think it's just continuing to really help people understand that, you know, there's a lot to benefit from here. You certainly have to make a commitment to be here for a longer period of time than mm-hmm. maybe most companies, but I think it pays off in the end. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and so I, I think that's a huge opportunity to continue to encourage people to understand what ownership is. And I know we have a group of really energetic, excited, you know, EOC, the Employee Ownership Council that right. we, you know, kicked off last summer and, you know, Karen Espison and Andy Brophy leading that. I know they've been on the podcast and mm-hmm. um, they've got a lot of energy about helping people both understand you know, the benefits of it, but then what acting like an owner is and celebrating that. So little sneak preview, we actually had a meeting this morning about, you know, guessing the share price for April and involving everyone in the company and, you know, get excited (laughs) about submitting the, you know, what their projection is. And, you know, we've had great performance and I suspect we'll, you know, see a really positive increase again in our stock. Um, so I think that's exciting. That's yeah, exciting. that's all great stuff. You know, I think I think for me, Mike, to where I'm trying to make sure that I make a priority, and I've got people around me that certainly will hold me accountable for this, but, you know, we've really started trying to share and communicate being where it counts. And mm-hmm. for me, what that means is I've always been attached and tried to be present with our people and our colleagues and travel to offices and over the last almost year now I've really focused on including clients in that and I've mm-hmm. loved it yeah it's been insightful um, it's been you know rewarding to see what they're trying to accomplish within their own businesses you know talking to them about what's important to them what are we doing well what can we improve on and sure. to me there is nothing like being on the ground with either our colleagues or our clients and just listening mm-hmm. and what you learn. And to me, it's so important to stay grounded and not get too far away from what we do so that you start to make decisions about things that you're disconnected from. Right. You're, you may be even working on making a decision that's not even important to mm-hmm. make. Yeah, yeah, sure. Um, yeah. So I think just staying grounded and, and being where it counts is really, really important. Yeah, and I think that 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 shows a lot. I mean, get, getting out in the field and you know spending time with with people that you wouldn't normally see, yeah. and then going and visit clients with those people and watching the interaction. I mean, there's so much to learn there. It's 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 a great a great way to yeah, jump. Yeah, and then in. how do we benefit from that? Right? Yeah. What decisions do we make differently? Right. Whether it's from an uh, an employment standpoint, and what can we do to you know? I love to ask people the question like, what gets in your way? of serving your client like what gets in your right. way of delivering to the highest level mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. you know and it's the same thing with asking our people about you know their employment what you know what gets in their way of you know being successful within the company yeah um, yeah no that's good and I, I find too when you have those conversations with our clients we we find out things about what they're trying to do and, and then it, it changes our mind on what, what should we be doing to help them do that and, and it's just a different approach um, that 
sometimes we don't pay attention to when the when we're in the throes of doing a project, we're doing the project, and you step back and look at it at a broader, gives you some insight. Okay. Yeah. So, when you're not here, what are you doing to relax, enjoy, spend time away? What are you doing? Well, I have a, uh, I certainly a number of things, but I would say the one thing that's kind of in the forefront for me right now is um, I'm actually love biking and I love biking specifically with uh, one of my sisters and oh, nice. she has roped me into I say roped me in uh, <laughs> we're going to Italy to bike in May oh nice and so making sure that getting some time on the bike is, yeah. is going to be important but yeah. we've done a number of big ri- bike rides together over the last years and that's a lot of fun I've, oh got, I've goodness. got friends that do that all the time I'm I'm not as much of a biker but i I know a lot yeah, of we, do. we love it because I think this kind of even connects with how I approach the company is I want to I love being on a bike in a small town and you're going through it and you're stopping at local places and you're talking to the people and you're really getting a flavor for, you know, what they're all about. And, yeah. you know, we did that in Vermont a couple of years ago and, um, you know, we did it in Martha's Vineyard you know, a number of years. So just getting mm-hmm. into the local environment and really, yeah. you know, learning the people. And so I love that. Okay. Well, thanks for coming in today. I appreciate the time and energy. I'm sure everybody's going to love hearing from you and, and uh, we'll call it a wrap. Thank you. Appreciate thanks for joining us for this episode of SSR on air. We hope you enjoyed it. Be sure to like, and subscribe wherever you get your podcast. You can also connect with us on social media. Links to everything can be found in the show's notes. Take care, everyone. See you next time.